This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Mark Fraser, and this is Breath the Atlantic. Welcome to Bridge Atlantic's interviews, where we get to know the people behind and in front of the creative industries. We are your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber-Smith from Scotland, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists and musicians. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook as Electric Kiwi. And I'm singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist Marcy Novelli from Canada, a man who wears many hats, literally and figuratively. When I'm not releasing music under my own name, I'm producing and mixing records for other artists or directing and editing music videos and music documentaries. It's a mouthful. If you like to work together or, hell, if you just want to say hi, get in touch with me on Facebook, Instagram, and or Twitter, which are all my name, Marcio Novelli. Right down here, guys. See that? That is true. Yeah, that is true. And we are on Patreon as well, and we've got lots of exciting stuff to share with you on there. You can support us from as little as a dollar per month, and in exchange, you get some patron-only exclusives. We've just upgraded some stuff over there, so head on over and uh, check it out. Perks include early access to content, shoutouts for your band or brand, as well as your chance to co-host the show alongside Ross and I. Most importantly, though, you are helping us to continue to do this crazy thing that we call Bridge the Atlantic. So... Get on there. Yeah. We've also got official BTA shirts. So the shirts look great on you. Thank you, Ross. Marcio, specifically you. <laughs> Thank you. And all the proceeds go into <laughs> helping us keep the lights on here at Bridge Atlantic. There's a link to get them in our show notes. And if you use the coupon code BTA Rocks, you'll receive 15% off your purchase. It's our little way of saying thank you. And it's kind of a lie because we're not really keeping lights on because, I mean, I'm being lit by our, our friend, the sun right now, entirely by the sun. Um, you're but, BFF. Uh, yes, we're BFFs. Lastly, though, I'm wrapping up recording my second solo album. I'm so excited. You can pre-order it now at marcionovelli.com slash pre-order. Who would have thought? You get a ton of exclusives along with an immediate free download of my acoustic EP, The Reimagining of Volume 1, as an added bonus just for supporting my new album. So make sure to check out my music on Spotify um, or ever, wherever you like to stream or download music. And uh, definitely support my new album get on it (laughs) and with that uh, let's move on to uh, our guest of the week so this week we are joined by fellow podcaster mark fraser from glasgow Uh, mark is the host of the curator podcast an interview-based show which focuses on creativity and passion his shows feature guests such as jim adkins of jimmy world ian mckay of fugazi laura jane grace of against me 
Scottish broadcaster Vic Galloway and singer-songwriter Alison Weiss. Mark is also a keen musician currently rocking guitar and vocals in False Hopes. He was also the editor and co-founder of the music website Daily Discord until 2014 and hosted the Daily Discord radio show on Subsidy Radio. We're excited to talk podcasting, creativity and more with the curator himself. So let's jump right in. Welcome to the show, Mark. Do you have my CV, Marcio? Because that sounds especially like what I wrote on my CV. <laughs> we could not possibly comment. I have no idea what you're talking about. No the idea. CV is a resume. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it's called? Okay. Let's get awkward right off the bat. Tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know. Um, I have, I have a, a very small collection of books behind me right there. So that's one thing, I guess. Um, I love Prince. I'm a huge Prince fan. Uh, and... Uh, last year, I wrote a novel in a month, so that's a thing. <laughs> that is a thing. Is the novel about Prince, and is it on that bookshelf behind you? Neither of those things are accurate, I'm afraid. Sorry. Oh, oh, damn. That would have tied, we could tie it them all, all in. That oh, would have been the, gosh. the perfectly packaged three things about yourself everyone should know. Yeah, it would have been circular. I didn't think that far ahead, though, man. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, you would have made it happen. Yeah. Oh, damn. One of the things we do love about doing this show is that we get to know more about our guests both professionally and on a more personal level as a fellow podcaster what are your views on the importance of interviews both as podcasts and blogs for artists and creative people and how do you think that creative people can make the most of an interview i think the best to answer the first question i think interviews are really important particularly a podcast or any kind of broadcast interview I think I, th- I find them personally more important than blogs and stuff like that because it means that you kind of get an authentic feel to, to what they're saying and it can be edited down and, and just cut up and, you know, made to say things other than, you know, I guess what actually, what they actually say. Um, and the importance of that is, is, is huge, you know, because in this day and age when we've got social media and stuff like that, we like to get to know our artists kind of intimately and, and personally. And when you talk to somebody... Or when you read an interview by somebody or you hear a podcast by somebody, you kind of feel as though you kind of, you've got to know that person a little bit better in a way which is unprecedented, I think, uh, in journalism ever, really. And the second question, how would creative people kind of approach interviews? Is that kind of... Yeah, so like how can, like if you are a creative person that's been asked to come on a podcast, for example... What what can you do to really kind of get the biggest benefit from being on that show? I think uh, just be yourself, be genuine. Um, people can tell when you're trying to put on a front, or if you're if you're um, basically if you're not paying attention. I think being interviewed is really difficult, as I'm finding right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I think it's really really difficult, and a lot of younger bands that I have found from my experience, like they don't really know how to be interviewed, which sounds like such a weird thing to say, right? Like, what can be easier than ans- answering questions that someone's given you? But um, I think it's a lot harder than people think. Um, so do your research, I think, before you do it. Listen to people that you've, you love, that you read interviews by people that you admire. But more than that, maybe even practice a little bit with your friends, you know, if you've never done one before or you're, you're kind of new to it. Because you want to put across not just who you are, but your message and your message as a, as a creative person is obviously why you do the whole thing. And if you don't know how to be interviewed properly, then 
that message ends up getting lost, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I'm someone on both sides of it, right? Obviously, I do the show, but as a, as, as a musician, I get interviewed when I have new music out and all that kind of stuff. And there's definitely, I think this show has made me a better interviewee as well. Um, cause there's a give and take, you know what I mean? You have to, you have to let the, if, if they know what they're doing as, as an, as the, as an interviewer, they should be able to, you know, guide you and make you feel comfortable. But also sometimes as an interviewee, if there's something that you want to talk about, um, I, I mentioned this person in more episodes than any the other person, but I think Jared Leto, <laughs> shut up Ross. I think Jared Leto, <laughs> he, 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 uh, <laughs> he always knows how to guide an interview. It's always funny. Um, I, I watched, uh, I watched an interview with him just, uh, last week and you know, the interviewers, they were for a professional network and everything, and they were awful. They were just going on about his looks and everything, which is so unprofessional, I think. And also, you know, he's like, okay, and he took that, and within five se- five or ten seconds, he was like, yeah, but, you know, he started talking about the new single they have out and the new album, all that kind of stuff, and he just directed it, you know. So, you know, I've taken that before, you know, if an interviewer is just taking too long to get to the point, or they're focusing on something that it's not really what I want to focus on that's not why i'm doing the interview i want to focus on something else you just take that very very graciously and then you learn how to you guide it you know what i mean and it's i guess like there is a give and take i think there is the idea that the interviewer is in charge but really it you know we do this show every week and a lot of it depends on the guests and how much they are willing to give us and uh you know when when they're open and genuine it makes our job very easy you know we just have to have a conversation we can really just genuinely have a conversation with them which is what this should be about right I agree. The push and pull is, is definitely the best way of putting it because it is, it is like well, the give and take that you said, but it is like a push and pull because the power, obviously, I think the power does lie in interviewers to a certain extent. But an interviewer should be good at reading a human being and knowing that if the questions that they're asking aren't stimulating the person they're talking to, you know. And on the other side of that, like an interviewer can lose their patience or lose their interest really quickly if the person you're talking to doesn't really seem to know what they're talking about or have much interest in talking back to you too. So yeah, it's definitely a give and take. It's totally a push and pull. And I think you're you're right as well, Marcel, when you when you get in front of people, you get to see the human aspect of that engagement and that interaction, that conversation. And that's ultimately why we do it, isn't it? That's why we interview people is because we want to connect and we want to show other human beings that look, that's a person that you like. So that's just, which is why you're listening to this interview. And we want you to see that they're a human being, not just like the artist or the sort of mystique, you know? You know, but I do want to ask, you know, you know, what have been some of the most important or eye-opening things you've learned, you know, um, and both as an interviewer um, and actually through just day-to-day running um, of a podcast, as we know, which can be crazy. One of the most eye-opening things I've learned is people don't really care about about me. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's like I listen to a lot of podcasts uh, by people who are kind of at my level and they do the whole Mark Madden like 10-minute monologue and, and I used to do something like that as well and I binned it because I was like, people don't, they don't care, you know? Um, so you need to realise that People are listening. If you're on a small basis, people aren't listening, really listening for your personality. They're listening for the person you, that you are interviewing. Some of them will eventually come to, to like who, like the way you work and the way that you are. But don't presume that your that your uh, take is unique and you're taking an interviewing person is unique until, um, I guess, until 
the people that you interview I started saying to you look that was like kind of that was one of the better interviews I've done I really appreciate the way you asked me those questions um, so that comes back to being humble as well I think a lot of people go into it thinking riches and you know fame but you're in the wrong game <laughs> doing this is not, it's, not, it's not how it works you know what I mean um, and but that's another thing I've really learned about running the curator as well is like God content is hard like keeping the content keeping the content mill open is super difficult um, I think I, I mean I'm in season two now and I, I deliberately did a second season I did, deliberately bought it into second season into two seasons sorry um, because I was getting burned out by interviewing people every week and trying to rustle together content and try to pull stuff in and because I like to do like sort of face-to-face interviews that takes on a totally different kind of vibe when I'm needing to try and find somebody who's coming through Glasgow and sitting them down going look let's have an interview a good example of that is and during the summer like right now like, there's so little gigs in this city that I'm finding it really hard now even to do two weeks interview every two weeks because it's really really difficult to get content um, so you need to try and fill it up in other ways which is why you have a content marketing strategy which I guess people don't really think about when they start off this kind of thing but that's what makes keeping yourself front and centre even if you're not creating content, and um, if you're creating co- curating content, that keeps you present in people's minds, and that's ultimately the most important thing. Not, not the content you create, but the way you present everything. The content you create, the content that you share and like, and all that. All of that, when it comes together, I've learned that that is kind of synergy. Bringing it all together like that is kind of what makes a brand work. Not just that's one thing that you do every couple of weeks and nothing else, you know what I mean? And I know that Mark, you and I have spoken a little bit about this kind of um, ourselves, um, but what are some of the challenges that you've experienced when dealing with artists, managers, or maybe more specifically publicists uh, when you've been trying to set up interviews? And, um, and how do you think that podcasters and any other industry professionals can maybe work together a bit more effectively on that front? Publicists are the gatekeepers, aren't they? And it's, I admire the job they do because some of them work really, really hard and they're really super amazing at their job. Um, but I think one of the things you might be talking about, Ross, that we've discussed in the past before, mm-hmm. is that uh, some publicists will automatically demand to see download figures or or that kind of thing. And I don't mind telling people what mine are, but see if that's a prerequisite for talking to that artist. I don't care how much I love that artist. Like you've, You're putting me on the wrong foot straight away. There's better ways to ask for it. There's better ways to get that information. Um, but if you're asking right out of the gate, if I, if I email you for an interview and go, yeah, can I interview this person? Like, oh, yeah, I think you might be able to do that. Like, what, what kind of downloads do you get? I'm kind of going to go, nah, you're all right. Like, I'm not. I'm sorry, but I don't play the game that way. I'll tell you if you want, but you could have asked me that in a different way. <laughs> you know, you could, have, you could have, like, tried to set something up first. You know what I mean? Another thing which I find, which is, probably quite unique to the kind of podcast I do is like uh, it's really difficult to get publicists to communicate to the managers on the ground that I need a quiet space that I need somewhere which is not going to have a band sound checking like right next door you know um, better communication from from that point of view would also be really really helpful and the couple that have have been that have actually asked me that straight away is like whereabouts what kind of what kind of requirements do you need to do an interview straight away I'm like you're a star yes let's work together more because you're thinking about 
you're artists, you're thinking about, you know, the the, the press, and you're also making it, making it happen in a in a really nice way. You know, those people are legends. There's not enough of them. We've had a few great publicists on the show as guests, um, and they're wonderful. But we have had run-ins with some publicists that um, do ask for figures. It's not 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 too many. We haven't had too many, but yeah, we we are not interested in working with people like that because you're coming in it for the wrong reasons. Like, especially on an independent level, should we ask you what your record sales are? You know, because obviously that's public when it's much bigger. But you know, we don't really know what people's record sales are when, and if they're not, if they're under fifty thousand or something like that. You know what I mean? And how how insulting would that be if we did that? Yeah, we want to get you on the show, but first tell us your you know your figures first. It's like that's not what it's about. We find you interesting. Do you want to come talk to us, Mark? Are you ready for twenty questions? Uh huh. Born ready. Coffee or tea? Tea. Meat or veggies? Meat. Twitter or Facebook? Twitter. Indie or major? Indie. CD or vinyl? Vinyl. I think I know the answer to this one. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Education or experience? Oh God, education. James Cameron or Ridley Scott? James Cameron. (sighs) Prince or Stevie Wonder? Prince. (laughs) (laughs) There is no question there. Talent or attitude? Talent. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. Alien or Predator? Alien. The Wire or The Sopranos? I just finished watching The Wire, so it's definitely The Wire. (laughs) Batman or Superman? Batman. Ricky Gervais, who I just saw live, he was awesome. Or Ricky Martin? Who you also just saw live and you thought he was awesome too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding, you did not see him live. Ricky Martin. (laughs) Uh. Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? Michael Jackson. Mm, controversial. <laughs> What's controversial? Your answer or Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson, generally. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Celine Dion or Marilyn Manson? Marilyn Manson. Yeah, good choice. Not enough people pick Manson. My boy Manson. Your boy. Awesome, right? Yeah. Whale or Kale? Kale. Hmm. You're a bit of an enigma. You picked meat, but you also picked kale. Huh. What does this mean? <laughs> what does this mean? I'm so confused. <laughs> Bet Midler or the Riddler? Riddler. And your final question. You know oh, what's coming. God. You know, you know. Ross or Marcio? Rossio. And that was the correct answer. <laughs> that is the correct answer. That's the answer. correct answer. That is the right and only Correct answer. <laughs> Mark, for artists who are looking to be interviewed on a podcast as awesome as ours, I mean yours, what can they do to make themselves a podcast as podcast ready as possible? Um, pay attention to other people and how they talk. Because um, you're going to want to read the person that you're talking to um, to ensure that you're on the same level. And verbal cues don't often do that. That's a really vague answer, but I don't know if I can be more specific with it. Um, just give them all your attention, basically. Like give them, give them every single second of when you're in that. Respect that person. Be in the room with that person. Put your phone away. You know what I mean? I mean, if you're waiting for a tour manager or something to come in and tell you you, you go sound check, that's cool. But you know, get distractions out of the way because that will lead to not only a great interview, but you'll come out looking. You'll come out looking or sounding or looking and sounding. 
really, really good. And the, the interviewer will go away thinking, I want to talk to that person again. You never know who's, who's going to hear or see something too. Like the, I'm, I'm not going to mention the, the, the person that I'm going to talk about here, but Ross and I were just discussing an interview that Ross had uh, heard recently with, with someone that we both admire and as a, as a creative. And, but the interview was so bad. Like this person came off so bad. Maybe Ross, you can maybe shine better light on this. You're the one that listened to it. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just the vibe seemed off. So basically when I was listening to the interview, I was really excited because I liked the guest and the host was doing a great job, like trying to really kind of make him feel welcome and get some information. But the guy, he was eating partway through and he just didn't seem very engaged with anything that was happening. Like, it's like too he didn't cool want to, to be, be there, there, basically? Like too cool? It was sort of just like a, the vibe I got was a bit, Ugh, God, why am I doing this interview? Uh, I don't really want to do it, but I'm on a press tour. So here I am doing this interview. Oh, your life must be and so difficult. Yeah, so I did. I just didn't like that. It turned so, you I mean, off, eh? Yeah, and that kind of ties into what what Mark's saying about yeah. you know avoiding distractions and just giving that interview all of your attention and being very present in that that interview because I think you can tell like when you're watching or listening to an interview and the person's not that into it, you can totally tell, and it makes everyone look bad, both the guest and the interviewer. We've all been there, you know, that happens. Like, we've all been in interviews where you, you can tell the person's not into it. And it's like, from from the point of view of the interviewer, it's like trying to, it's like trying to, like, plug holes in a sinking ship. It's like, I'm trying my goddamn best to make this work, but if the person's having none of it, I have none of it. But they shouldn't have done the interview in the first place. They shouldn't have accepted it in the first place. That's the way that I look at it. It's a privilege for you not to be interviewed, you know, and we've, you all know what it's like on tour, you know what I mean? Like, it's, you've got nothing else to do. It's not difficult to give somebody 30 minutes you're under your undivided attention. Especially look, when you spent all day in a van, you know. <laughs> look, Ross and I have been doing this for, for over three years now, okay? And I don't recommend you go to our first few interviews or even our first year of interviews. <laughs> but if you do, I'm just going to say Ross and I didn't know what the hell we were doing. But we, we had such fantastic guests. Honestly, I, I, I give so much to the guests that we first had on. All of our guests, but especially the first few because they really gave us the confidence to keep going because we were awful. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. But the guests were just great. They made us feel, you know, I'm just trying to say it's like, like going back to the early interview, the push and pull. They helped us along so much that it made us better at what we do. And now I feel like we can, you know, continue kind of doing this. If the the guest isn't as comfortable, we can help them. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Tyler Hilton pops up in my mind as one of our first uh, 20 interviews that we did. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he w- he just made it so fun. He made us relaxed. And, you know, it, it makes all the difference. And you know what? I'm sure he's done so many bigger interviews than ours. But, you know, he course, didn't yeah. treat it like that. You know, he treated it just the same. And, you know, people did see that. Even if it's a handful of people or whoever. It's, you know, people still may have seen that and didn't know who he was. You know what I mean? And that's how he comes off and even if they do know who he is it's like it's how you put yourself out there so anyways i can go on and on about this it doesn't matter if one person's going to see it or a million you know be the same man like you said in the beginning just be yourself let that come through and don't act like you're better or bigger than anyone sometimes there's nothing you can do about that but it just yeah you just need to roll with the punches you're just gonna have to give me a second though to get off my soapbox here i just uh... (laughs) you just let me know when you're uh when you're down from there okay so Mark, I would like to ask you, um, more for people that are looking to start a podcast, is there one actionable piece of advice that you would offer to them? Perhaps something that you wish you knew before you got started that you had to learn the hard way? Because um, we've all learned a lot of stuff the hard way. It's going to suck. 
at the start is going to suck. It's going to, you're going to do your first interview, it's going to feel rubbish. No one's going to listen at the start, they just won't. Um, and the only actual piece of advice I could give with that is keep doing it. Most podcasts will make it past episode seven because people expect fans to just arrive. It's like, no, you've got to build it, man. It's hard work and it will suck. And it will go- and even you get to the stage that we're at, and it's still going to keep sucking. Like, they're still going to, you'll look at some weeks and go, oh, God, why am, I, why am I doing this? But then you do stuff like this and it makes you go, you know what? This is actually fucking cool, man. Like, <laughs> you know? Um, so I would say just prepare to, prepare to feel pain. <laughs> basically for the first the podcasters first few episodes yeah you're gonna have to <laughs> yeah but if you stick in at it it will be if you stick in at it for yourself it will be one of the most rewarding things you'll ever do without question just just within you you know absolutely and you know what i think it's important to remember those little milestones you know like when when uh when you get your first favorite guest like what i mean by that is someone that you admire that you get on the show you know what i mean like that's a huge milestone and it's easy to forget that as you get as you get a few more guests of 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 name i guess you know and as that it's it's easy to look back and and, or not look back and just kind of keep thinking about where you're stuck at i guess you know but especially when it comes time to monetize things we can we can do a whole interview on that that's that's probably the podcaster's uh, most difficult hurdle once you've gotten past that seven 20 30 episodes or whatever and then you're like okay we're doing something here but oh i can't quit my day job yet. <laughs> you know? so it's like there's so much to it but it's like ross and i sometimes do have to remind each other and we are lucky that we have each other doing this co-host but uh to look back you know i don't know if you do this as well mark but just to look back and be like okay you know I, I am proud of some of the stuff we've done you know what i mean so you should be proud of what you've done mark you know but uh can't be proud of yourself if you don't get past that yeah i'll, I'll... I've consulted a few people in Glasgow about podcasting, about starting podcasts, and they've started and stopped quite quickly because they're not ready for the suck. Mark, we love you, man. I love your attitude. I love your 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 philosophy and everything. Um, and I think everyone tuning in right now it probably feels the same way. And if you don't, that's too bad. <laughs> where's the best place for people to uh, reach out to you online? Uh, TheCuratorPodcast.com. That's where you can find me. Um, can I plug something? Is there something I can plug here? That's of course you it. can plug away. I've just been asked to do some live shows at a festival in Dundee in December. So um, more information on that coming soon. Especially if you like punk rock music and you're in Scotland or Britain, and uh, you'll get to see me doing a couple of really cool things. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at the Curator Pod, uh, Facebook the Curator Podcast, and yeah, iTunes. Just put me in there the curator podcast you'll find me and as for us you can find us on twitter facebook instagram itunes and youtube don't forget to visit our website and pick up one of these shirts or two or three not or five this exact or one but you know these shirts yeah really. ross always ross always wears the shirts for like a couple weeks non-stop without washing before he not sends true. them out <laughs> so if you're no, into that kind true. of thing <laughs> and as i mentioned earlier i'm currently finishing up my second full-length solo album you could pre-order it at marcianovelli.com slash pre-order uh when you support my new album you get a free download of my new acoustic ep all that kind of crazy stuff it's all fun and cozy i don't even know that, why i said that word you can find my music on spotify itunes everywhere and anywhere that you like to stream and download music um listen love um and uh, spread the wonderfulness follow me on facebook instagram and twitter which are all my name 
Marcia Novelli. I am working on websites for various artists at the moment, and you can check out my work at electrickiwi.co.uk. You'll find me on Twitter and Instagram as Electric Kiwi, and Facebook is Electric Kiwi Design. This episode was brought to you by 30 Roses, a virtual assistant and consultant to musicians and other creatives, as well as music entrepreneur HQ and social search. All links are in the show notes, so please check them out because they do what, Ross? They keep the show alive. Oh, yeah. And if you would like to sponsor the show, visit patreon.com slash bridge the Atlantic. We've uh, recently updated our rewards, which now includes sponsorship at the start of our interviews, as well as an opportunity for you to co-host an episode, which is a both uh, a very exciting and terrifying thought for all involved make sure to subscribe on youtube and itunes so you don't miss any episodes and leave us a comment and let us know what you think of the show so mark thanks so much for joining us today it is great to uh, to chat with you um full disclosure we did do this interview once before mm-hmm. and technology happened mm-hmm. um but now we finally managed to make it happen i'm really glad that we did um and yeah hopefully we'll, we'll see you again soon yeah hopefully and i love the swag i need to get me some of that yeah, you do. You know where to find it, bridge atlanticcom slash shop. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> See you soon, Mark. See you later. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,